Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, last night at City Field, it was party time through seven innings, and then somebody pooped in the punch bowl. That somebody... The Washington Nationals, who scored six times off five Mets pitchers and harshed the vibe something fierce. Eight to six, the final in a game that featured the first bullpen meltdown of the season. We'll walk you through it and dry your eyes at least a little. This is the Daily Mets podcast cheering you up with a very catchy jingle. It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are So you're not cheered up completely? Yeah, I feel you. The Mets bullpen last year, 29th best ERA in the majors. Until last night, the bullpen of this year had been the first best ERA in the majors. First best? Is that a thing? Yeah, I guess that's kind of a thing. And so was a six-run top of the eighth, unfortunately. When sorrows come, they come not as single spies, but in battalions, wrote some Shakespeare dude. I think that was Hamlet. Uh, This one had some unfortunate flashback feelings to last year. But this public service reminder, it's just one game of 162. Not every button will be pushed correctly by the manager. Not every opponent will shrink from a challenge. If poison taught us nothing else, every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn, which does not rhyme with thorn. But anyway, point is, it's not all going to be peaches and cream, or even peaches and herb. The Nationals serving notice last night, and the Mets are denied that 13-2 start that would have had them up seven games on Washington, 15 games along. All right, let's recap a game that started with a display of weird brute strength from the hated Bryce Harper. A broken bat, 406-foot home run. Usually he's a bat flipper. There was nothing to flip. It looked like he was carrying a tube of toothpaste with him around the bases. He just had this little tiny piece of kindling. It was all that was left as he somehow homered. Uh, Chris Davis did this, too, on a broken bat once. Barry Bonds did it when he was on on roids. Uh, Mark Teixeira, who was not, uh, did that once. Who else? Justin Upton of Arizona did it once. Jack Howell did it at Yankee Stadium years and years ago. But it doesn't happen that often. A broken bat home run. Eighth of the year for Bryce Harper. First for the broken bat, though. Mets came right back. That's what they do. Bottom of the first inning, Todd Frazier singled in Michael Conforto, and it was one-to-one pretty much right away. Stayed that way until the bottom of the third. Frazier did it again, and in starting his night two for two, that actually made him nine of his last 16. Frazier having quite the homestand, and the Mets did vault on top two-to-one. Jacob deGrom was doing a lot of great work. He was every bit as dominant as Noah Syndergaard was the day before against Milwaukee. And isn't this a fun little competition between the chiseled Viking and the guy who's shaped like a straw? 
Syndergaard, 245 pounds of muscle, striking out 11 on Sunday. DeGrom, who's a sinewy 183, struck out 12 on Monday. 103 pitches, 76 of them were strikes. Got 20 swings and misses. That's nine straight times against the Nats. He's gotten at least 15 swings and misses. That's the longest run like that of any pitcher against any team in all of baseball right now. So all that was good. Mets extending their lead, playing some small ball in the sixth inning. In fact, nothing out of the infield, but they got two runs on no hits. There were two steals in the inning from Juan Lagares. There was a squeeze bunt from DeGrom. Nationals threw the ball around a little bit, and it looked like the Mets were just going to win, holding their bellies laughing at that point. It was a 4-1 lead. Cabrera hit a two-run home run in the seventh, made it a 6-1 lead. Did that after Brandon Nimmo tripled for a second straight game. So the fans were really, really into it. They were basically just kind of singing and serenading Bryce Harper, uh, taunting him, making fun of him. And that's rarely a good idea, is to poke the beehive like that with Bryce Harper. He's famous for getting you back. And he was part of the uprising in the eighth inning. An uprising that started out looking like it would be nothing at all. DeGrom was still on the mound, struck out Michael A. Taylor. That always happens, it seems like. Taylor's one for 24 lifetime now against DeGrom. Hold that thought for a second. Trey Turner singled sharply. And maybe that was an indication with uh, one man on, one man out, that, okay, maybe the Sanders threw the hourglass for DeGrom. But Kendrick was the next batter. Kendrick, one for 20 lifetime against DeGrom, had struck out five of the last six times he had faced him, including three times in this game. But 103 pitches, just gave up a hard single to Turner. You can understand why Mickey Calloway said, you know what, I've got a great bullpen, let's go get Seth Lugo. Problem is, Lugo came on and he walked Kendrick on four pitches, wasn't even close to getting a strike. Then you get the lefty in there, Blevins to face Harper. And it looked like Blevins had won out, but Harper, a broken bat again, this time not a home run, just about a nine hopper in a right field, two runs coming in, and now it's six to three. Ryan Zimmerman then struck out. He's having a terrible year. He is six for 53. A.J. Ramos got him, but then Ramos allowed a single to Pedro Severino. And then Matt Reynolds, of all people, the former Met, pinch hitting, drew a walk to knock in a run. Jerris Familia was summoned. Wilmer Defoe, the batter. Second straight game, a Wilmer was a late-inning hero. This time it was Defoe and not Flores. Two-run roller into right by Wilmer Defoe off Familia, a 6-6 game. Then a hit batter. I mean, really? Yeah, to load the bases again. Up came Michael A. Taylor, another guy with very slim success, if any, ever against Familia. One of 11 lifetime it struck out five of his last six. Familia just had to throw some strikes. Couldn't do it. Here's the play of the game. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Fastball, low ball four. The Nationals take the lead. Familia has walked in a run. 7-6 to six, Washington. So the Nationals with a six-run eighth inning. Twelve men ended up batting against five pitchers. There were two bases loaded walks. They hit batsmen. Finally, Turner lined out to end the carnage. And then another run would get added off Hansel Robles, Kendrick homering off Robles in the 10th inning, or excuse me, in the, uh, the ninth inning, and that indeed made the final 8-6. to six. The Mets maybe had a shot to do something in the bottom of the ninth. Cabrera doubled for his fourth hit of the game, and then incredibly decided he'd try to take third base on a ball in the dirt 
With Conforto up there as the tying man, obviously Cabrera knows better. That run doesn't mean anything. If he gets from second to third, who cares? But he was out, close play, never should have been running. And that just kind of summarized the night. It got bad late for the Mets after it looked so good for a while off the top. Mickey Calloway, after the game, had some splaining to do. Let's let you listen in. Yeah, you know, it was just unfortunate. Um, you know, I think that uh, they've done a tremendous job. We can't let one inning and, you know, one or two batters that each of them faced, uh, you know, put us in a tailspin. They've been tremendous uh, off night for a few of them, but uh, we have to move on. As Drupal Cabrera has been probably your, your best base runner so far this season, with a veteran like that, making a mistake like that, is that something you even address or do you just no no I think he knows uh you know but I like his aggressiveness I mean it pays it's paid dividends for us uh more than it's hurt us so uh you know he, he knows is that something that you say you like his aggressiveness that's in that spot though you would have preferred he doesn't go there or do you you like- know he's got to make it you know if he goes he's, he's got to make it Matt on your right Mickey is that uh is that eighth inning I mean is it more frustrating knowing a couple of guys walk some guys there that they didn't make them put the ball in play. They kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Just attack, get ahead, you know, and make be the aggressor. Make them beat us, and and we just didn't do that tonight. Roger on the right. Oh, sorry, Mike on the right. Mickey, this is kind of the first kind of gut punch loss you've had to suffer. How do how do you prevent it from creating negative momentum here? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, one inning. It wasn't even the game. It was really one inning. Um, we outplayed them for, for the rest of the game. So we just have to realize that it was, you know, one bad inning. We didn't get the job done. Um, we'll learn from it and, and make sure that it doesn't throw us into some kind of tailspin because we're a really good team, and, and we've been showing that. Roger, front right. Hey, can you sort of speak to the way that DeGrom pitched today, The what you saw from him, efficiency, no, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great against a really good lineup over there. So, uh, you know, if he, he continues to pitch like that, we're going to win most of those games uh, like we, you know, should have tonight. Um, so that was really good to see. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, the first guy that goes that deep in the game <laughs> and our bullpen's been so tremendous picking up four or five innings um, that that happens. But uh, that's baseball. Dave, on your right. Uh, Mickey, over here. I mean, oftentimes you're bringing a reliever and one guy will kind of have a meltdown, but somebody will bail you out. One guy almost was worse than the next. I mean, how rare was that to, yeah, that, to that, see? That, I mean, was that a helpless feeling on your part with ever, whoever you brought in? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a rare thing. You know, I you know, I was sitting there before I came in here trying to think of the reasons why that happened. The only thing I can come up with is when you have your starting pitcher who's just dealing like that, and he goes out for the eighth. It shouldn't happen, but maybe guys kind of shut down a little bit mentally. And then all of a sudden, things get out of control, and the next thing you know, they're in the game when they thought they had no chance of pitching. You know, it's 6-1 to one in the eighth. Um, you know, and those main guys, you know, maybe they relaxed a little bit. I'm not quite sure. Joe up the middle. Uh, Mickey, when uh, Lagaris, when he stole the two bases in the inning, I guess one, does he have the green light to go, especially on the third steal, and then also when he slid in, it looked like he came up a little awkwardly. Was he okay? Oh, it? yeah, he, he's totally fine. Um, and, you know, what we try to do is make sure that guys have the green light uh, when it makes sense, uh, depending on, you know, what the pitcher can do, what the catcher can do. 
Jerry, back right. As a manager who's had to use the bullpen a lot the first two weeks, was a night like this kind of the worst case scenario in the back of your mind, like maybe one night it's all going to snowball on us and it's going to get out of our control? Yeah, no, that was tough. Um, you know, we have to go in and take a look at uh, who's available tomorrow. Um, you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate that a six to one game. You know, we had to, to pitch so many guys, but uh, you you know we have to do whatever you can to win. So yeah, it's tough. So the first time all the button pushing comes back to blow up in the face of the young manager, Mickey Calloway knows it's not going to be this easy all the time. We said it on the broadcast, paraphrasing Bill Caudle, who used to pitch for the Seattle Mariners, was her closer for a while. He liked to say even Betty Crocker burns a cake now and then. And this one was pretty much burnt to a crisp, unfortunately. They, they put that oven on about 600 degrees for a cupcake in that analogy. Toss that thing away. Start over. Start over tomorrow. Or tonight, I guess, right? Tonight. Gio Gonzalez is going to be on the mound for Washington. That's trouble. He's made himself awfully comfortable at City Field. You can smell his stinky socks from the Shea Bridge because those shoes are off. The feet are up on the coffee table. 15 starts at City Field for Gio Gonzalez. He has only lost one of them, 1.69 ERA. Not an easy way for Jay Bruce to get ushered back to action. Jay sat out yesterday because of a little plantar fasciitis. Cespedes is expected back in the lineup as well in support of Zach Wheeler. The Zach attack was terrific in his first start of the year just last week. One run allowed on just two hits, becoming the first Met to work seven innings all year. He had all kinds of issues with these Nationals in spring training, though. Remember that? In fact, those last two starts he made against him down on the Treasure Coast. That's a big part of why he started the year in AAA in the first place. It was eight runs, ten hits, two errors for Washington yesterday. 6-10-0 for the Mets. Their first real gut punch loss of the year. They'd had a couple of 5-1 kind of random losses along the way. This one, it was a 6-1 lead, turned into an 8-6 loss, played in three hours 25 minutes. Our apologies to Commissioner Rob Manfred. Pace of play was actually doing just fine till that eighth inning, which seemed like it took two hours all by itself. So you shake it off, do it the best you can. We hope to see you at the ballpark tonight. It is a 7-10 first pitch, and if you can't make it out, as always, we've got you covered on the Mets radio network, starting with our flagship 710WOR. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks for downloading the podcast, a snappy little thing we like to call the Daily Mets podcast, the DMP. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.